This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. This is The Fit Mess. My name is Jeremy and his name is Zach. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our guest this week, Gary John Bishop, author of the new audiobook, Ask Gary Fucking Anything, or you may know his, uh, his previous work. Unfuck yourself. Get out of your head and into your life. A fascinating conversation and uh, a very funny guy who just uh, could not hate my guitar more. <laughs> we'll get into all that in just a little bit. You know, right. one of the things I like about Gary John Bishop is the, the use of profanity in his titles. The eight-year-old boy in me, which tends to lead most everything I do, mm-hmm. just loves it. Oh, I absolutely love it. I'm a sucker for any book that has profanity in the title. Yeah, you drop a good F-bomb and I'm, I'm, I'm your friend. Yeah. But uh, the focus of our conversation this week is taking action. Hey, Jeremy, can we do this later? <laughs> I don't want to do this now. No, we're doing this now. It comes down to getting out of your head and taking the action that you've spent the last day, week, year, decade thinking about. Lifetime. Um, yeah, this is this is I this is a perfectly timed it's it's so funny how my life always seems to line up with this show, but this is exactly where I'm at right now. I think I've talked every episode about the interview we did with Shanti a few uh weeks ago, a couple months ago now, and you know how how motivated I was after that conversation to see his work out through and I did and then I fell into the same pattern I fell into last year where it ended and even and even though he uh he continued the program in, in, with offering new workouts and stuff once I finished that one I was just ah the motivation wore off you you completed it and then and then what you had nothing lined up right and and again he offered something but the you know I, I don't want to dig too deep into that, but the workouts that he was offering they got more complicated. It wasn't just push play on this one. It was do these two and then these three bonus ones that you have to dig up on YouTube. And it's like fuck fuck all that. I, I don't have time or, or interest to spend an hour and a half of my day doing this. Mm-hmm. And so I fell out of it. Fortunately, the weather's been nice. So and my kids are really into swimming. So I've been going out on the lake with my kids and, and swimming every day. You know I don't know that I'm getting as much of a workout, but I'm out in the water moving my body for. 30, 40, 45 minutes, whatever, every day. So I sort of yep. let myself off the hook going, well, I'm still doing something. I'm still moving my body. But, you know, we're really, I'm, I'm really stressed out. I'm eating like crap. You know, there, there's been a never ending supply of jelly bellies in the house that are really easy to grab when you walk by the, the pantry every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these things where I just, I keep telling myself, oh, you know, I, I know I've got this beach body thing. I can, I can just pick a workout program, but there's no accountability. Right. It's on me to decide I need to take the action to do the thing. I need to make the time to go and swim every day or whatever it is. And because I don't have a plan, I'm just kind of winging it every day. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's sort of leaving me in this position of where I feel kind of paralyzed. I don't I don't know what action to take. And so I just mm-hmm. keep spinning in my head. Right. So the motivation um, is where I'm struggling. Like I don't know where to find the motivation or the accountability to do something. And that's what's so interesting about the conversation we'll have with uh, with Gary Bishop is so much of his advice in his new book and in his past books comes down to just commit, just decide, just do something. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I'm at. You know, if I get in the swim, great. If I walk the dogs, great. That's where I'm sort of letting myself off the hook. It's like I went I did something. I moved my body for 30 minutes and that maybe for now that has to be good enough. It could be. But, uh, so the way I, I kind of look at this is like, 
so going for a walk or, or going swimming, something like that. I mean, those are, those are in my world, those are like activities that are, are going to happen anyway. Right. Like we have right. to walk our dogs, um, things like that. And if you don't have time to go do a specific workout or actually, or doing something, you're right. It's something, but I've committed to making sure that, you know, like once a day I've got some, that I do something with intention, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's focused on what I, what I really want to fix. Right. So if I need to battle my anxiety or any depression or stress that's crept in, right. I mean, I need a walk. Isn't going to do it for me. Like I need something heavy hitting, like some deep meditative yoga or some, you know, heavy duty workout. So I really try and make sure that like what I'm doing is intentionally helping me with these other things. Right. Right. But you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, I, I did just take the dogs for a walk. So I did move. I don't <laughs> I did something to do this other thing. And there's all these different ways that you can hold yourself accountable. But sometimes you just need to say to yourself, get off your ass and just do the thing mm-hmm. and be done with it. It's funny. I One of the lines in Gary's new book that stuck with me is that you can't be motivated all the time. Right. It's just, it's not possible. And it would be kind of a miserable way to live to just constantly have to scratch that itch. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so, so it was, it was great to hear that because I thought, God, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just stick with something? Why can't I just make the commitment and decide and then just live the rest of my life doing that? But at some point, the motivation burns out. And whether the, it's because the thing you're doing is boring or it ended or whatever, there's going to be this fluctuation. And I think, I'm recognizing in myself a lot of patterns. Um, I think just in this isolation world, this quarantine situation, whatever it is, but I'm, I'm spending a lot of time noticing things that I otherwise wouldn't notice in a, in normal time. And one is, you know, I woke up today with this, uh, it felt like a hangover and I was trying to think like, God, why do I feel like shit? And you know, I, like I said, I haven't been eating well, but last night dinner blew up in our face. It was kind of a shitty day. So, uh, I got a call from my wife while I was out running an errand and it was, Hey, you know, can you pick up some dinner? And so I did the easy thing. I went and picked up a, you know, take and bake pizza, brought it home. And that's what we had for dinner. And I woke up feeling like I ate pizza for dinner. I feel like shit. And those things are delicious though. Oh my God. But, oh, oh, the, like you said, the hangover from those is it's not worth it. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's just not worth it. So I'm noticing a, a pattern, I think, in myself where I go from super motivated to do the thing and hammer it out and carve out the time every day. And, and by God, you know, hell or high water, I'm going to get that workout in. I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to meditate, whatever the thing is I'm motivated to do. And then it shifts from from that motivation. The pendulum swings the other way to okay, this is the rock bottom. This is, I feel like shit. That's the thing that's going to motivate me to find the thing to do the next thing. I'm hoping that that is where I'm at today because I feel awful. Um, And we have a full day of, you know, we're going to go to the zoo. So I'm going to get my, you know, my five miles in walking around the zoo today. But, you know, I need to to come up with a plan, whether it's, you know, I'm going to go not just like paddle around with the kids in the lake wearing a life jacket, but like swim across the lake and back or mm-hmm. get on my bike and go for a 10 mile ride or find a new workout. But I need to find something to commit to because I feel 
I feel it today. I feel like, okay, this is, this is why I do all the things that I do. Cause I don't want to feel like this. I felt like this every day for 40 years. I don't want to feel like this anymore. Yep. And that's where Gary's words, you know, are really ringing true for me that you need to just commit to yourself that you're going to do it and make good on the promise, whatever it is. So I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. He, he talks a lot about just doing things, right? You're not, nothing's going to change unless you do something about it. Thinking about it, that's not going to do anything. You, right. you just need to take the first step. And I think you and I both have some similar issues where like, if we don't have like a rock solid plan of what we're doing and, mm-hmm. and how we're going to get there and what all the steps are and how it's going to look at the end, right? At least I do anyway. I have trouble taking that first step. And in health and wellness, right? I mean, I I don't know what this step of eating right is going to look like in 30 days. Like what, mm-hmm. what's, what's that going to do to me? I don't know what working out every day is going to specifically do to me. I, just, I know I'm going to feel better. I'm going to look better, be healthier. But for me, like if I don't have a hundred percent of the answer mm-hmm. of what it, what it is that it is, I have trouble taking that first step. So like his words really do ring true where it's just take the first step, just start doing it. Yeah. Well, enough of us saying his words for him. Perhaps we should share now the interview we did just a, a few days ago with Gary John Bishop, author of the book you probably have heard of, Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life. He has a new audiobook called Ask Gary Fucking Anything. It's a fun and a very quick listen because it is just an audiobook, uh, but a really fun guy to talk to. And uh, here now our conversation with him where he's going to bust my balls for my guitar at least a half dozen times. <laughs> and uh, I didn't write this book in the way that I would typically write a book. I quite literally just went into the studio and had someone ask me the eight questions and I just answered them, mm-hmm. right? And I just went deep into my philosophy and how I see things and how I do things. And we ended up with two hours of me, like really just peeling apart, <laughs> like what it is to, to kind of take a philosophy and apply it to your life. That's really cool. And that was the sense that I got from it. It felt very conversational. There, there were a few points where I thought, there's no way he's reading this because he's he's just kind of riffing at this point. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's that's how it all came together. Yeah, those are the parts where I was losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one of the questions that really rings true for me, and it, it's, it's a natural spinoff from the last episode that we just did. Um, I'm kind of at a point in my life, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm deep in the middle of a midlife crisis trying to figure out second half who am i what am i doing yeah. here what what is the point of all of this yeah um, I'm, I'm not a guy with a, with a ton of hobbies there's nothing that i'm like man i can't wait till saturday we can go when i can go work on the the transmission yeah. in the garage or whatever so that is something that i've been really wrestling with i think the last year or two is trying to figure out who who am i and what is the the point yeah. of all of this well let me can i answer your so there's a something the first thing i want you to get is you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just fucked. Yeah. And and you're fucked because you spent the first part of your life aiming for this. Yeah. And this ain't it. No. Right? It's not. <laughs> what the fuck do you do now? Right. right. And that's everybody. I am going to do this. I go to college. I have fucking clean. I made the money. I drive the Mercedes. And then you're there and you're like, what the, f- what? Yeah. Here I am. Right. So people call that 
I'm at life crisis or something, right? I don't call it. I say it's a, I say it's a bankruptcy of self. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, yeah. so you was a phenomenon of bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do no, about it? How, how do right, I fix it? Like, it's like, it's fucking useless now. Like everything <laughs> you, you know about yourself is just like, it's not doing it. Yeah. Right? And that's because you now have a persona Right, that you thought would get you what you wanted. Now you're stuck with a persona, and it didn't get you what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. like welcome to fucking humanity. Right? <laughs> and so it's not unique to you. I don't want you to relate to it like it's something about you. Mm-hmm. It's actually something really about what it is to be a human being. What it is to be a human being is to aspire to something, get there, and realize it ain't it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look back in your life and you look back through your teens and your twenties. That's been happening all the way along. But what you had back then was the next thing to go for. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just do that. You did it then. I'll follow that. Oh, yeah, that's it. I'm on my way. Fuck this, right? Yeah. Until you get to a point where, like, there's no more after that. Right. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, like, at a fucking end of the road. Like, what the What is it? This is it? Yeah. Right? So... I think, and I really say this like wholeheartedly, you got to realize like who you are, you're at its zenith. You're at the limit of the persona you've become. There's nowhere else to go with this, mm-hmm. right? So what does that mean? Well, it, it, you could get despondent and fucked up about that, or you can get like, oh, it's time for a fucking reinvention. Mm-hmm. I need to reinvent who I am. And I mean like who you are. I mean like you're, emotional expression, what you're up to, like who you talk to, what you talk about. Like it's time for you to play a little bit with the skin and bone bag that you are. And you explore a little bit in life, like what else is available to me? And here's the news. I want to give you some good news. Everything's available to you. Mm-hmm. It's all on the table. Yeah. Like, it's not like, well, I could do this. That's all the thinking of the past. I want you to get it's all on the table, which is fucking mind-blowing when you think about it. Like, it's mind-blowing. Like, it's all on the table. If I want to be a multimillionaire, that's on the table. Mm-hmm. Right. right. If I want to be a doctor, it's on the table. If I want to be a writer or a poet or a musician, not without fucking guitar, but you get what I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I want you to get it's all on a table. It really is, right? It's a big opportunity for you. And it's the 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 kind of the little trap of that is it's not to it's not to approach life the way you did. See, life before was a series of accomplishments and kind of getting there and then realizing that's not it. And then the next accomplishment realizing that's not it. I would invite you to take on this next phase of your life is probably the best, most fulfilling, most inspiring. And you don't know what the fuck you're going to do. And I think that's brilliant news. Sometimes we feel as if we need to solve that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. You can explore a while. How long? I don't know. Six years. It doesn't matter. It's that you know that that you're in this mode of like, I'm exploring life. I want to see what's available to me. I want to see... I want to dip my myself in a few things and try them out and see what they like for me. Obviously, you'll need to pay your bills and do all your other shit. That's just being responsible. Sure. But but you can start to, I'm not kidding, like really experiment with who you are. So here's, you're not that thing. here's, here's the thing. 
And you you mentioned the guitar, and it's a great symbol for my life because it's something that I'll get motivated to do. I'll pick right. it up. I'll play the same three chords that I've known forever. Right. I, I I won't stay motivated long enough to get any better. I'll get bored yeah. and I'll put it back. That yeah. has been the perfect analogy for my life. Is that anything that comes yeah. up that I'm like, oh, this this is cool right now. Yeah. And then within a couple of weeks, I'm like, that's a work and it's hard yeah. and stuff. So yeah. so how do I marry the two? How do I stay motivated to pursue any of these unending possibilities? Right. Well, I think um, if you really wanted something, you'd be doing it. Mm-hmm. So you're not interested in becoming better at guitar. Just fucking admit it. That, that's and just solid. admit it to yourself. Like, I'm actually not. I mean, I like it. It's good. Enjoy it. You know, those three cards fill a lot of fucking holes, man. I can play every YouTube song. Right. <laughs> right. It's good. And yeah. I enjoy it. But, yeah. but I'm not going to become the next fucking Glenn Fry or something. Right. right. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. There's no fucking Joe Walsh dying to get out. Right. It's not. <laughs> right. <clears throat> See that? There's a, there's a tremendous <laughs> amount of freedom in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell yourself the fucking truth, like instead of burdening yourself with see there I go again, fucking still the same three chords. Yep. Hey, you know, you got three chords. Good. Now, if you are saying, you know what though, I do want to challenge myself and I do want to get better at it. Well, that's a different thing, right? That means you're like everything that I've done to this point with learning, and we'll use the guitar as an example. Sure. Everything I've done with the guitar at this point, I haven't been taking it seriously. I've not, you know, I've not been delivering on it the way that I could and I'm now going to do that all right well that's a different game now you set yourself up with I'm going to practice every day between 10 and 11 for an hour mm-hmm. and I'm doing it every day regardless of how I feel all right so some days I'm going to be really fucking motivated and some days I'm going to feel like I don't want to do it some days I'd rather just nap mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. do whatever the hell I do yeah but but I'm making this promise to myself because I've got this commitment mm-hmm. now Something magical starts to happen when you start to look at how you relate to your promise. You see, you've trained yourself that your promise to yourself is in fact negotiable. Mm-hmm. That you'll say you're going to do something, but the minute you don't feel like it, you've given yourself permission to back up. Nobody did that to you, by the way. And then you've got to explain it. Like, well, I'm not feeling it. Well, so fucking what? What's that got to do with Like, I'm a father. I don't always fucking feel it, but I'm never off the hook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That's a great way to look at it. But if you're a parent, you know, Andrew's parents, there's no like off time. You don't go to the kids and say, you know what, you guys, this isn't working out between us. <laughs> right. Not feeling it. You want to go out and do something now? No, there's no out. And I say to people, look, it's time for you to bring that same kind of relationship into your life with some other things. So if you brought it into your life, like it's not negotiable that I don't get better at guitar. And here's how I'll know. I'll I'll be able to play six chords, right? Mm-hmm. Or eight chords, right? right, right. Or I've learned how to play that fucking guitar solo, right? Right. And whatever that thing is, it doesn't really matter what the thing is right now. What's important is that you train yourself that you can deliver on what you said. Yeah. Now that's a tiny little thing. I'm delivering on what I said with the guitar, for instance, I want to learn how to play a little more. And I define what a little more is for me. But that applies to everything. Like if your life became about you fulfilling on what you said, then your potential is a function of what you say. 
It's nothing else. Yeah. And then all that you have to do as a human being is handle everything that's between right now and you fulfilling on what you said. There's nothing else to handle. Just here, there, and everything in between. Then life gets a little more interesting because you realize you can promise yourself some amazing shit and do it. But it's but it's but it starts with little things that you gotta you gotta learn how to be effective when you least feel effective. Definitely. So this might get me in, into a little bit of trouble, but you just validated the argument that I, I put forth to my wife. She's been saying for 20 years that she wants to be a writer. She wants yeah. to be a writer. And a couple of years ago, I threw it out at her. You know, if it was that important to you, you would have done it by now. Right. Uh, so I don't think you're going to be a writer. So uh, I, I'm just going to take this piece of advice that you just gave and <laughs> throw that in her face. I don't think that's going to fucking work out well for you. Yeah, it might be a mistake, but. I think, I think you can be had many a major shit storm. Yeah. But, but what I do say to people, by the way, people say to me, I want to be a a writer, a poet. And I say, I want to be six foot fucking too. So what? <laughs> right. And and really like the so what is for people to get the complete um, uselessness of their wants. Right? Like your wants are useless. They mm-hmm. don't serve anything. Right? They just leave you wanting. I say to people, look, some people say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Okay. Okay. Now what? And that now what leaves you right in the present moment with like, well, I'm just telling you what I want. I say, I don't fucking care. Now what? And then you're kind of forced to address, oh yeah, now what? Like, now what? You know, what's what's what am I doing about this? Yeah. People live lives of wanting. People live lives waiting to feel different, mm-hmm. waiting for something in them to move. Yep. And it fucking doesn't. And then by the time you realize that you're 10 years in the hole. Well, and I think it's, I think it's interesting in the book too. You talk about wanting and wanting what you once had, the body you once had, the the money you once had or whatever this con like where we are constantly in a push and pull between the future and the past, completely ignoring where we are and what we can do right. to make now the best it can be. Right. I mean, look, if you've ever read Alan Watts, the English guy, English philosopher. Those are two words I never thought I'd put together, but there you go. Um, but he was a super smart man. Like he was so in tune, right, mm-hmm. with the fucking universe. And I don't mean the university you've read in some of those self-help books. I mean like the actual fucking universe. Um, and you know, he had this like, like if he he would say stuff like, "If you can't be happy right now, you'll never be happy." Right. Mm-hmm. Which to some people are like, oh, my God, I'm fucked. No, you're only ever happy right now. You can't be happy later. Right. That's not what, how the fuck can you be happy later? I'll be happy next Thursday. What <laughs> the fuck? That didn't even make sense. Right. <laughs> or I used to be happy. <laughs> right. Right. I know by saying I used to be happy. How does that impact you right now? Oh, I'm disappointed. All right. So now <laughs> you're being disappointed right now. <laughs> Right, because you're only ever right fucking now. It's yeah. Like people wait and get motivated. Like when? <laughs> well, I'm working on it. No, you're not. You're doing something <laughs> else right now. But only it's fucking right now. Yeah. Everything else is an illusion, a complete fucking illusion. Like this is why I often uh, disagree with people who are in this kind of causality 
between where they are right now and their past. Like I'm caused by my past. Like that happened, that happened, that happened. Therefore, I'm this, right? Mm -hmm. I know, but then wouldn't that be the case that you're this because of all of it or just the bits that you set? Mm -hmm. I mean, aren't you then... Aren't, isn't the cause of you being you that you switched the light bulb on when you were seven? Is that causing you? <laughs> no, no, it was my father. He was an asshole. Okay, but what about your neighbor who wasn't an asshole? Why aren't they causing you? Why is it those things? Because ultimately you've settled on those things as being your milestones. Mm -hmm. I say to people, question your fucking milestones then. Question, reframe, look again. So, there's this kind of like fascination with that somehow this life of ours turns out like it turns out for us, right? Mm -hmm. That approach to being a human being never has you be present. You can't be present if your fascination is with how this turns out. You want to be present? You better get yeah. fascinated with how this is. How is it right now? How am I right now? I'm unhappy right now. Okay, good. What do you need to do right now? I don't mean like, well, I'm working on my degree. No, right fucking now. Right. What do you need to do that would have you express happiness? Not have somebody else make you happy, but for you to express your happiness or your satisfaction, your fulfillment. Because none of that shit's coming. You actually got to, you got to invent it for yourself right now, this moment, today. It's on like fucking Donkey Kong or it's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's interesting too that you you reference. Uh, th there's a point where you talk about. It seems like I'm excluded from my friends, right. my family, whatever. Yeah. Um, the language of questions. Yeah, right. I think I think that kind of plays into this the same idea is that even if you are unhappy, maybe it just fucking seems that way. Maybe if you right. really think about it. So it's it's really interesting when, when how you talk about using language to really figure out where you are and how to take that next step. Yeah, it's it's very challenging to see how you're boxed yourself in it seems like life is boxing you in mm -hmm. but life isn't boxing you in how you see and interact with life is what's boxing you in it's like you're you're never dealing with life itself you're always dealing with how you see it yeah always like you're all and it's always you're you're given by you're influenced by not life but how you see life it's, a, it's like that idea. It's a, The problem isn't the problem. It's your relationship to the problem that's the problem. And I know that's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of fucking corporate psychology. People throw that shit out there. Yeah. But I really want you to get, like, life isn't happening to you. It's the other way around. You're happening to life. After talking with him now and actually listening to the audiobook that he did, mm -hmm. I went back and, you know, flipped open my, my copy of unfuck yourself and reading the words from the book in my, my head, which is very monotone after hearing his voice and his excitement, I had to go back and listen to the audio book and it was like, my God, it's so much more enjoyable. Yeah. I not knowing a lot about him other than just uh, having read the book, uh, uh, you know, however, however many years ago, um, I didn't realize he had an accent and, and the passion that he delivers his words with, uh, in person as opposed to, and not even as opposed to on the page, but it is, it is harder when it's your voice rather than the voice of the person. And so I, I totally, totally agree. It's a, he's just a fun guy to listen to and, uh, and very motivating. And so I'm hoping to use some of this motivation 
moving forward to to make the changes that that I know I need to make. I've made these changes over and over and over and over. And, you know, that's that's part of the mess that we talk about is that uh, it's it's never perfect. It's never easy. There are times when the motivation drives us to accomplish the things we need to, to accomplish. And there are times when I feel like I do today mm-hmm. where it's the turning point where I go, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to not feel like this all the time. That was just a couple of weeks ago before I fell off the wagon. So, so I guess, Jeremy, I guess the first action you could probably take is to get that guitar off your wall and throw it away. <laughs> just smash right? it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did I, not like that at all. He did not. I, I look at it every day and I go, oh, I should play that. Oh, I got something else to do. Uh, he brought up a really good point, though. I mean, if, if, if something's important to you, you'll you'll find the time for it and you'll do it. Yeah. For me, anyway, that that's a tough pill to swallow because there's a lot of things that, um, you know, I'll use the analogy that some people are in love with the idea of being in love, not actually in love, but the idea of it. And and there's a lot of ideas that I'm in love with that the reality of it isn't actually something that I like. So it's really hard to give up on some of those things. Like I gave my guitar away years ago because I was in love with the idea that I could play guitar, not the actual passion and feeling of playing the guitar itself. Right. The guitar is one example. There's, there's so many examples of um, times when I have to decide how important something is to me. And one was, you know, the, the, the workout I did for 60 days you know, I, I was looking at all these before and after pictures of people that, you know, they, they didn't start off too shabby before. And then after it's like, oh, damn, that's a big transformation. Um, I didn't I never took a before picture and I never will. It's just not me. But um, I didn't see the kind of transformation I was hoping to see. And perhaps that's where I lost my motivation. It was just like I, I kicked my ass every day for two months. And, you know, I saw some change i felt some change but mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't see like wow that was worth an hour of my day every day feeling like you know just beating myself up and so that's partially probably why you know why i started to fall off the wagon was just that you know i di- i didn't get the fix that i wanted from the work so then i make the choice to stop but then i can't look in the mirror or get on the scale and be mad at the mirror or the scale because it's a choice i made that the work wasn't important enough to me to, to look the way I want to look isn't important enough to me to stick with it. Right. But it's not just about the look. I mean, you mentioned earlier, right? You, you fell off the wagon and now you feel like shit. Yep. Right. It's, it's not, um, I mean, everyone would love to have a beach body, right. And, right. And the abs and everything. But for me, it's, it's sanity. Mm-hmm. Like I can deal with life better. And that's I've, because I'm doing that. And and there's no, there's no before picture for that. Yep. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, I guess there is, right. I mean, it's the, uh, you know, if, if your child's therapy bills go down a little <laughs> bit, you could, you could use that, but you know, just being able to deal with life and have that vent, that, that ability to, um, to blow off steam and not, you know, not become Karen somewhere at a Walmart mm-hmm. and, and blow your steam off there. Right. It's, it's, you can't you can't take a picture of that. So, so so you're saying that when I destroyed a wrench yesterday because I couldn't get the uh the 
uh, hose timer to work that I wanted to. That might have had something to do with the fact that I'm not blowing enough enough steam. <laughs> that wrench may have survived <laughs> had if I you been had working continued out. working out and uh, blowing off that steam. So dumb. I, the stupid faucet kept leaking, and I was trying to fix it, and I didn't have the tools <laughs> to fix it, and I just destroyed a wrench over it. So dumb. Well, the wrench probably had it coming. It had it coming. So, I mean, seriously, it yeah. it has like one use, right? Right. Do your job. You have one yeah. job. Do your job. Yeah. I need I need I need people working for me that can do multiple things. Right. Like this single use. No, nah, that Bullshit. that doesn't fly in this household. Right. But no, you're right. That's you know somebody somebody asked on Twitter a few weeks ago like why you work out, and I remember responding something like you know tired muscles, quiet dark voices, and that totally is true for me that. I've I've been depressed the last couple of days as a result of not blowing off the steam, not doing the things I need to do. So that's great. Did you come up with that yourself? Tired muscles. I did. Tired T- muscles quiet tired muscles, quiet dark voices. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I just I need to like tattoo that on myself or something to, to just, remind myself that that's why I'm out here sweating on a hundred degree day or whatever. I'm not sure that like I can get my muscles tired enough to quiet the dark voices. It just quiets them. It doesn't make them go. They're just quieter. <laughs> it's still there. Duh. <laughs> just remember, Jeremy, Gary John Bishop said that everything is solvable. And if you can't see a solution, it just means you haven't worked it out yet. And it's funny that, that that's what he says, because we've we've been talking about that um, sort of around that on this show that like. Without the context without knowing where the action fits into a bigger plan, it's really hard to take that action. And I think you said that's perfectionism, and I never identified it that way. But but for me, even sometimes doing this show, I, I don't know what the motivation is until sometimes we're in the middle of the conversation. I'll have this epiphany that's like, oh, that, yes, boom. Like, it's just funny how it's so hard to see the path sometimes, no matter how obvious it is. And, and so often it comes from just... In the case of this show, like I said, just by starting to talk, you find the path. By just moving your body, you start to figure out, oh, I like doing this. I'm going to keep doing this for now, whatever it is. It's amazing how many times that that tendency is solves issues, right? I mean, I've seen it. I mean, that, that's why I go to therapy, right? My therapist doesn't really offer – I take that back. She offers a lot of really good stuff, but there's so many times where like as I'm just talking – Mm-hmm. It, it, it works itself out and I yep. figure it out and I have that epiphany or, you know, at work, I've got, you know, people come into my office with a problem. They state the problem and I very specifically just ask questions, mm-hmm. right? I don't ever try and feed them anything, but I just ask questions, get them talking nine times out of 10, they'll talk their way into a solution mm-hmm. and I didn't have to do anything. Right. I mean, it's super easy. Right. Yeah, as as long as you start talking about it, like, and just there's something about talking about a specific thing where thoughts, you know, you vomit out thoughts that you wouldn't have if you're just having that inner dialogue with yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that, and also it's it's proof that that you know you're your own best mentor. That's something that I've wrestled with my whole life. Of I've I've been trying to find, you know, the. Uh, the master to, to teach the apprentice. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I don't know enough and there's someone out there that can guide me. And so often that person has been someone who does, who asks the questions that get me to turn back on myself and go, well, what do I know about this? Um, so many times when I'm just writing, I'll, I'll just do a word, like a, like a mind dump 
to, in the morning to clear just the fog and what's going on. And I'll find like, oh, that's that that was the pro- I'm sorry. Was that was that humorous? Mind dump should be the name of the episode. I, I was, was going to throw it in there and be like, I, I do a dump every morning, too. But it's <laughs> not quite as function, not as quite as uh, useful. slightly different. Um, sorry. But yeah, so often I do find that, you know, that many of the answers I'm looking for, I already have. I just need to find a way to unlock them. Yep. It's all there. You just got to figure it out and take action and take action. That's that's the key is, is just taking action. Yep. All right. So with that, we will wrap things up for, for this week In a couple of weeks, we're going to have a very interesting show for you, Zach, you've been going through some, uh, some treatments, some, uh, some supplemental treatments that we'll be talking about. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. I've been doing an NAD, uh, IV supplement treatment that, uh, is hopefully going to, you know, help my mitochondria, uh, function better. And, um, uh, it's NAD has been uh, touted as an anti-aging solution. So, uh, we'll see how it goes and what impact it has on me. And, uh, hopefully I'll feel like I'm 20 again, but some, some serious just, biohacking you're doing here. It is. Um, but it's very cool. So we've got, um, we have an expert that we'll be talking with next time. Um, about all this and he will be able to give you much more detailed information than I can. I'm just the guinea pig in the chair with the IV. Yeah. Interesting to see how you're feeling in a couple of weeks and we'll do that uh, on our next episode. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, now I'd, I'd go do that. So you don't miss the next episode. And for more on us, you can go to our website, thefitmess.com. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing and uh, for any ratings or reviews or any way you want to reach out to us through social media or whatever works for you. Uh, thanks again for, for listening. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks at thefitmess.com. See everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the internet, and even if they did play them on the internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.